Hello, and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 348. We are recording this and broadcasting live on November 8th, 2020, Sunday night. Uh, lots to talk about this week uh, because, well, what, it's been two, we've had to take two weekends off, so we've we've been on a little bit of a break. So yeah, there's going to be plenty to discuss, I'm sure. Uh, we were on a break. We were on a break. Uh, by the way, I'm David Lotz. Joining me, as always, is Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hi, everyone. Hello. Uh, Bobby wanted to join us. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it to the show, but I know he wishes he were here. We will hold down the fort in the meantime. Life um, happens. Life happens. Yeah, life happens. Oh, really quick. Life happens. Bobby's but... drunk. Let's just put it this, really. Let's let everybody know. Bobby's drunk somewhere. And that's really what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's been a week. Uh, before, before we get to the week and everything else that we want to talk about, uh, a little housekeeping. Um, as I mentioned, uh, most episodes, I haven't mentioned it yet this episode, uh, one of the ways that you can you know, experience flicker effect is via podcast form. Um, but if you guys have been looking for the podcast, yes, there has been a bit of a gap in, <laughs> in, in shows. Uh, let's just say technical reasons. There hasn't been, um, the more recent episodes haven't been going up on the podcast feed. Uh, so that'll be changing with this episode. All episodes should be going to the feed from here on out. My apologies for that. Uh, if you are listening to this and you want to kind of check out some of those episodes that didn't make it to the feed, they are available on YouTube. Uh, we do stream every episode on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash flicker effect. And then they, they stay there. You don't just have to watch it live. You can watch them whenever. So you can check them out there. But yeah, just saying, I'm sorry. Sorry about the podcast feed. It, it is it is coming back. We we all hold you accountable, David. It is my fault, I guess. No, it is. Um, yeah, guys, it has been a week. It it's has been, been a week. I mean, it's yeah. been a day already. Honestly, you know. Yeah, it has. I mean, our you know, I, I hope he rests in peace, Alex Trebek. You were a staple in my house. Yeah, I, I will echo that. Like, um, I remember growing up watching um jeopardy every single night typically with my dad yep. like a lot it was on a lot and i find myself going to previous episodes now on netflix or hulu and i'll yeah. just put it on and start watching jeopardy and he is definitely going to be missed it was definitely a sad sad story to hear and then yeah since we lasted a show the the other big loss was sean connery yeah. we haven't had a chance to talk about that um, um Sean what, Connery. That was a week ago now, right? Or Yeah, because it was it was the day after Halloween or Halloween Day. It was that weekend, I think. It was Halloween weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So. We had our own little, little he, tribute today. We watched a little Thunderball. We did this morning. Uh, I hadn't watched Thunderball one. in a long time. I didn't watch Thunderball. I forgot yeah, I forgot I, that was the one with Domino in it, honestly. I was like, Oh yeah, it's yeah. Domino. That's right. Been a while. I've been thinking about going back and watching like Dr. No, Goldfinger, mm. like some of the like, you know, very first ones. I didn't know this. And like when I was watching, looking it up and, you know, going through my emotions of, you know, uh, James Bond and Sean Connery and all the memories of having and stuff like that. 
when he first started doing James Bond, they had a James Bond movie every year. Like it was like 62, 63, 64, 65. Like the first four or five was like once a year. I was Mm. just like, man, that is a lot of work. That yeah, is a practically. Lot of work. He was moving for years just on Bond alone, let alone any other projects he did. But yeah, like doc, they did Doctor No, and I think as Doctor No released, they started Russia with Love mostly, and then they were kind of holding their breath. Like if Doctor No fails, we're not going to keep going on Russia with Love, and um, then it did really well, <laughs> and so they kept filming. Mm. Um, the second one. And then after that was, yeah, Goldfinger. And then uh, what we watched today, Thunderball. And then my favorite um, one, which is uh, You Only Live Twice. Or You Only Die mm, Once. That's what one of my favorites, too. You Only Die Once. No, you Only Live twice. Four Times. It twice. can be anything. <laughs> my brain's just going. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah You Only Live Twice. It's you when only they're live in twice. Japan. It's the that's one the after one Thunderball, favorite, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, when he's in Japan. Yeah. Where he gets yeah. he gets killed in the beginning of it, and then he comes back and he marries the girl in Japan. That one's actually my, I love that one. Yeah, I gotta yeah, watch a, that again. It's been a while. I mean, I've seen them, but that one's really good. That one's it's that's that one's probably hands down my favorite. I will say Doctor No is a second favorite, but that one's probably my absolute favorite one. <laughs> but yeah, no, Sean Connery. Yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, I grew up. I mean, I my dad was a huge Goldfinger fan, so like, oh yeah. And that song alone was like always blasting in the house when he was in a Goldfinger mood. It was like <laughs> Goldfinger. I grew up, we watched a Bond time. movie almost at least one Bond movie almost every weekend, if not every other, every other weekend, if not every weekend. There's always a Bond movie on. Usually a Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Was usually like, was like my parents That's like, cool. you know what? We did all the, the chores for the weekend. We've mowed the yard. We've done all the things. We've run all the errands. We're going to sit down. We're going to have a Sunday afternoon cocktail. We're going to throw in a Bond movie. <laughs> That's what we did. So I grew up like that. I loved getting to watch Bond movies as a kid. And we watched them over and over and over and over again. But I love them. So good. So good. Yeah. But it's like, you know, with, all of, with him passing and then, you know, obviously the resurfacing of a lot of his interviews and kind of how batshit crazy he could really come off as sometimes. Um, while rewatching the interview with, with uh, I don't remember who the woman's name is, but talking about how it's he feels that it was okay to slap a woman if she was, you know, acting out of sorts. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this and I'm watching him, and she's like, "So you still you think that's okay?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do feel that. So it's totally fine." Like. <laughs> My opinion hasn't changed in the matter. And I'm like, dude, if she doesn't watch it, she's going to get slapped right now. Like, this is fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's like you don't want to, like, like apologize or walk over it. But I will say there is there is something that's lost from generation to generation to generation. And unfortunately, it's it's what he grew up with. Like, you know, it doesn't excuse it. But at the same time, like, it explains it. Like, it was just a different generation um, yeah, but he, I mean, he was married. But, I'm not giving an excuse for that. Like, you know, generational thing is hard to like argue when it comes to, you know, today and stuff like that. But I just standards I was it bringing is. it up. Yeah, I was more bringing it up just for the humor aspect of it. In yeah. regards to like how kind of off the cuff he kind of was at times. <laughs> but yeah. aside from that, like, I mean, I still, I still love the guy. I still, I was yeah. saddened to hear of his passing, but he had a, a fantastic life. I mean, left a huge legacy of entertainment for us to all appreciate and enjoy. And he hung in there till he was 90. Yeah. Like that's, 
That's not he, that's not shying away at anything. Yeah, he was quite the firecracker. But yeah, if you think about how much he did in his career when he was younger, but even in his older age, he did a lot. Like he knocked out a ton of stuff. Hunt for Red October. Um, oh, what was that one he did with Catherine Zeta Jones, the heist one? I forget. Uh, yeah. Entrapment. Entrapment. The Rock. Entrapment. Of course. The rock, is the rock the rock is epic highlander i'm let's not forget about so yeah oh, the it, highlander oh that's right like i just <laughs> looked up his imdb because my i was just had this thought i'm like what was the last thing you really did finding foster <clears throat> finding forester no. Forrester. Nope. no he did the no, league of extraordinary gentlemen was, was that's was right that's that. That. came after that that's right but it, that was his last credit yeah, like that's the thing that blows my mind. Wow. He's got a couple other like he he narrated uh, a couple things, okay. um, voiceovers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but it looks like his last like on screen credit is League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I'm like, oh. man, it's really been that long. Out <laughs> like that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy when you really think <clears throat> about that because I I I've, I it's kind of like notorious that you know I I learned about that where he was. Um, excuse me, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was his last on-screen performance, and the movie is notoriously talked about as being absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't great, but I thought it would have been a really... If they had taken it a little bit more seriously, it would could have been, it could have branched out to be a really fun series, but that's notwithstanding. But yeah, that was his last on-screen performance yeah. was, you know, Alan Quartermain. God, yeah, I haven't watched Finding Forrester in forever either. He should have stopped at Finding Forrester. That was a really, (laughs) he should have. That was a really good one. Damn, that was a good film. Yeah, that was a fantastic film. That was a really fun film. I don't know that I've seen Finding Forrester, to be honest. Really? No, I don't think I have. That's a really good one. No, that one's really awesome. (laughs) It's a good one. It's a very good story. Like, it's very, yeah, no, it's solid performances, great writing. Well, anyway. It's uh, it's well, been a little bit. It's a depressing news we start with. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are we? Then Michelle, you'll remember this. I'm going to bring this up before we move on from. Oh, please. This, but Go do ahead. you remember him in Darby O'Gill and the Little People? Heck yes! Oh yeah, my god! There it is. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, it's just funny because it's like you think about, and that was one of his earliest ones, wasn't it? That's mm-hmm. one of his earliest credits. Yeah, that was. In 59. Yeah. That was made in 59. Yeah. And it's a Disney movie, too. It is. Yeah, I know. That one's a good one. I haven't watched that one in, oh, God, jeez. I don't think I've seen that one since I was in high school, last time I watched that film. Yeah, that was, I haven't watched that one in in a long time, but it's like the fact that he's singing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's in like, he's, I mean, it's just so back in the day. It's like that movie was, I remember watching it when I was really really little like yeah. really really little it's just crazy that that film was i remember it used to be on the disney channel a lot for it was weird because i feel like it was mm-hmm. on at christmas but then obviously it was on again for saint yeah. patrick's day but it always seemed to be on at christmas yeah. too what was that huh. anyways mm. yeah it was weird so it's been a little bit since it ended but i wanted to start off by mentioning that michelle and i finally finished the boys um Michelle, what did you think? Of hey, there you go. Um, so I think we kind of talked a little bit of our overall feelings thus far with the season of second season of The Boys. 
I think we like it. I will say I'm liking the quicker character development that we're getting out of some of the side characters in the group. Um, I think it's really, I think those are really awesome. I kind of like that we're just kind of, we're just keeping the momentum going there. Um, I think though that last episode, I don't know, of all the episodes for the season two, that last episode was actually probably one of my least favorite ones. As weird as that sounds. It just kind of ended, it, it almost ended with a bow on the box. And then, of course, they opened it up because there is going to be a season three because they, they announced that during um, Comic-Con, virtual Comic-Con this year. Right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's It was kind of, it was a weird ending for me. I was kind of like, really? We're going this route? Okay. All right. Cool, cool, I cool. I mean, yeah, without talking about spoilers, you're, yeah. you're saying... It kind of had like a more of a fin- finality to it. It did, and that it, you didn't like. I didn't like the kind of finality to it, but I also, I'll be honest, like I just didn't really think I enjoyed the whole aspect of as weird as it sounds. This the wife kind of coming back and coming in and coming out and coming in and coming out kind of situation. I don't know. Hmm. That didn't play as well for me as I thought that was going to. I thought I was going to be more excited about that situation and then I just hmm. really wasn't. No, I really liked that final episode. Really? Uh, yeah. I, don't, I, I I, mean, as we talked about before with the, the season in general, I, you know, we didn't watch, you know, okay, to backtrack, the show <laughs> dropped three episodes right when the season started. Yep. We didn't watch those three like right off the bat. We kind of watched one like one week and one the next week and uh, finally got around to the third episode. I remember those first two episodes going, man, this this season is kind of off to like a funky start for me. And then watched that third episode and I was like, and and Bobby warned us, but yeah, I watched that third episode and I was like, okay, now I'm definitely back in. Not that I was out, but back in. And uh, the season from there on out was solid for me. Like every episode was back to me feeling like, okay, I really want to see the next one. I mean, life gets in the way and I didn't, unfortunately, didn't binge it. I wish I kind of could have. I mean, they were releasing them every week after that anyway. But uh, no, I I thought the season was solid. I really enjoyed it. Um I will say there was, you know, and again, it's we're talking about spoilers. And I guess what I'm about to say, it's debatable if it's a spoiler, but I'll dance around it and say this. There there was one thing that I've seen addressed about the season, like about a reveal about a character. (laughs) That's all I'll say. And it's you guys can probably guess what I'm talking about. And and it, I would see it handled by news outlets and such like, hey, this was a big reveal. And at the same time, I remember reading before the season ever started that this character was this kind of person. So uh, like, okay. I knew it all along. And, I, I, and, I, and it's not like I read it in like spoilery material. It was just like. I don't know where I read it. I saw it on a couple outlets, I remember, before the season started. Almost like it was just kind of put out there as press releases about, like, hey, these are the this is a new character in the show. And and I remember going, 
and then as the season started, I could tell that it wasn't kind of the thing that was going to be revealed immediately. And I was like, wait, should I have known that? <laughs> now I'm annoyed that I knew this. And like, were there a lot of people that watched it and didn't know? Yeah, I'll be like, honest. I didn't know until the reveal, basically, of we'll call it the massacre <laughs> um, that occurred to mm -hmm. basically reveal this character's true feelings on life. Um, and what they're all about. And until that point, I was just kind of like, what is this character's deal? Like, and I, I was questioning it up to that episode, just kind of like, man, like, what is this character's deal? Like, I, I kind of kept going to it. Like, I'm like, I, I get like where she is in certain things, but I'm like, there's gotta be something more. There's something more to her that we're just not getting. And then that one episode kind of blows up and you're like, oh, wow, that's, oh, that's, Okay, well, that answers that question really obviously. And um, yeah, so for me, it was actually a huge surprise. I had no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't know details. I mean, we get major details toward the end of the season that I didn't know. Yeah. But generally speaking, I knew the whole time. Right. And again, mm -hmm. I, I read it like not like... A spoiler. Some spoilery thing. It was just like, hey, here comes, you know, boy season two and this character is this. And I was like, okay. And then it I, it was apparent to me that, wait, I don't think we were supposed to know that. <laughs> why why did, why did I find this out? Why did a bunch of people, I'm sure, also read this in various places? I don't know. I hate dancing around stuff. Or we're trying not to talk about spoilers. It's I know. We're, those, we're doing what we for, can. For those who haven't watched it, you're probably, what the hell are they talking about? But anyway. Overall, I'm <laughs> with you. I agree. They think the season was a solid season as a whole. For me, just the ending just seemed kind of... Hmm. Uh, up until the last like scene of, the sec of that episode, hmm. for the last episode, up to then, I was just kind of like, this is kind of... It's all like finalizing and very simplistically solved not that it's a mystery but just kind of hmm. kind of ended very like huh okay well that, i guess that's done you know i don't know but i will say that last scene for that last episode definitely has me going man what's this character's deal <laughs> like I, I think i even said to david like i would turn to him and i was like what did i say exactly i was just kind of like well, what's the motivation behind this one you know and I'm like, well, now I'm super curious. So, yeah, no, I'm totally in for season three because I'm like, well, I got to find the motivation for this this situation. Like, what what, what are these motives? Anyway. You, you already talked about it on here, didn't you, Yasha? Or... Yeah, I, I finished the season and I, I, I know what you're talking about, honestly. At least I thought I did. I'm pretty sure I do. Um, but it's been so cryptic and you're dancing around so many different points. I'm just having a really hard I mean, time. I don't think it's spoiler it. to say that I'm talking about Stormfront. I'm talking about Stormfront. Yeah, okay. David and I talking about Stormfront. Right, that's, what I, that's what I figured. Um, yeah, but I, I'm with you, David. Like um, when I first was looking forward to the boys and I was reading, I think something about the boys. Um, yeah, that that was ruined pretty quickly for me. Yeah. Like I was like, I had no idea. Everything about her is like, it was like right away. It was like almost like the first thing new character they're introducing Stormfrop who happens to and you're just like right oh exactly okay <laughs> like and I'm, I'm like this I, would have been such a better reveal in the show like, yeah. <laughs> like I'm super glad I don't read like, things yeah I mean 
And it wasn't even like Reading I was digging around trying to find right information. It. it was just like, hey, it was just uh, kind of some, casually some mentioned some kind of random press release it, kind of material exactly. about the upcoming season. And that's, that's really, how she was described. Exactly. She was described that she is like this. That's really shitty for you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad that it you was, guys had that. Really, like, for me, I was watching that scene. No. And I was like. We're going there. Like, Michelle, Woo. seriously, like David has it right. Like, I mean, in the articles that they would read, I read a couple after that. And it's like, it was literally like new character introduced who happens to be this or this character who is this. And it was just like almost nonchalant. It was almost huh. as as blatant as like, hey, A-Tran happens to be a black guy. Like it was literally <laughs> hey. just <laughs> right. right there. And well, you're just like, holy I feel shit. Sorry um, for you guys. Okay, cool. I mean, I don't yeah, you say you feel sorry. It kind of it kind of sucks, but I don't think it was that big of a I mean, obviously, because it's like the rest of the season really does focus on that character's thing. So it's not like it's like it's touched on and never touched on again, obviously. Right. Um, but no, I mean, I feel bad because I will say like, like up to that point, I'd been questioning her and what she was about. And obviously you knew. But for me, I was just told like, man, what is this chick's deal? And then mm-hmm. that, you know, her chase scene basically after the the boy, um, the brother you know, that chasing is occurring and the violence that ensues in that chasing, the complete unnecessary, unmitigated violence that she unleashes upon these poor people. And I'm like, oh, oh, we're going down that road today. Yeah, she got, she got dark. She was like a slow, <laughs> steady pace to being dark. And then like out of nowhere, it was just like, yeah, this is what we're doing. And see, for right. you guys, you guys kind of were expecting that. I, on the other hand, was like, holy. And I mean, it's the boys. Obviously, there's huge. When they do a twist on somebody, they go deep, right? Like, we know that. Still, I was like, she, she just went for that. Okay. I think uh, on the flip side, though, like, since I knew at least kind of her mindset, I was going into the season, first of all, going, well, how is it that she's in the seven? Like, what is happening oh, here? Oh, yeah. And then, and then, yeah. and then I was also curious to see how that was going to be slowly revealed. Right. Since it wasn't obvious up front, it's not like she was introduced. Hey, I'm joining the seven, and this is how I think about life. Right. <laughs> um, so you know, as stuff started to come out, then it was more and more like, okay, uh, I don't know that that made it entertaining, but still, it was. Again, obvious that this was seems like it should have been a you don't know this and it gets revealed later kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we knew. But yeah. Well, whatever. Agreed. So, okay. So we can't really talk too much about it. But yeah, like for me, that last scene in the last episode definitely has me going. What's that motivate? What What's this motivation? Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Like, dang. Mm-hmm. It seems so like, what? Really? Okay. All right. Like for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I mean, but I, I like that final episode overall. Like I thought, it, I thought it was solid, but I'm also uh, intrigued to see what season three has to bring yeah. whenever it comes. Yeah, me too. The boys yeah, on Amazon. When is season three dropping? Is there a date yet? I don't think so. No. I could try to look something up, but I, I don't think there's they probably haven't been able to shoot anything. Have they? I mean, well, I don't know if they've, started yet or oh if, yeah I mean, there's like definitely stuff shooting there's there are things in the world yeah there are things shooting i just i mean what mandalorian season three i think is reportedly 
going to start production here pretty soon. What an excellent segue, David. Thanks. <laughs> Not that we're going to talk much about it, but yeah, what? There's been two episodes of The Mandalorian so far. You've been watching them, Yasha? Mandalorian season I've two. I've only finished one episode so far. Oh, okay. I've only finished one episode so far. And I, it took me a week to finish it. So I have not been really on it. Bits and pieces here and there, um, huh? Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's look, my frustration comes in with the with the storyline is like we get this huge tease at the end and literally go in a completely different direction as to like what the storyline is going to be so far, or at least I don't know. I haven't watched the second episode, so maybe we'll get it. It's fine. Um it's a lot of nostalgia still when it comes to the storyline. You know, he's on Tatooine. Um, so, but I, I mean, aside from that, it's just like, it's, a, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's a show that I'm invested in and I'll watch. I'm not, I, I still love all the, um, the special effects are awesome. The, the character seems, the character that I have, the new character that they've introduced seems fine and kind of cool. Um, but aside from that, like, I'm just like, I'm still waiting for a revisit to like the tease that we got at the end of last season um, and looking forward to kind of that mixture and toss up being a wrench into his plans or whatever and stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. I mean, again, we're only two episodes in and you haven't even seen the second episode. No. Um, I will correct. say they don't get into it in the second episode. No, they don't. Uh, I don't think that they would. I didn't think that they would. Kind of knowing would. how the first season was, I mean, he kind of has these. Each episode kind of stands on its own in a way, even though there is an overarching story. And yeah, there's these kind of side missions throughout that first season, and it seems like the second season is not going to be any different. Um, with that said, I mean, I'm enjoying it. And so that far. frustrates me. Yeah, I, I get why that frustrates I like you. I understand, well, but yeah. I'm sure they'll start touching a little deeper on the overarching story. Probably in the third episode, I could see it kind of hitting a little bit more. I get I, I get the impression, and I could be totally wrong, that this season will start to touch on larger story arcs more often than that first season did. Right. I, I, we, I could be proven wrong, but... I think back to the trailer for the whole season and a lot of the stuff we saw... I just get the I get the feeling we're not gonna get as much just like random side missions that mean nothing kind of stuff. Like even the second I mean, episode, the I think the- I think the second episode kind of feels that way when you see it that it's kind of like a random side mission. But even I think things about it are gonna connect to other stuff. Yeah, it does seem like the second episode does seem like it's its own side mission. And in a way it is, but it's really con- it's going to start connecting some dots here pretty fast. Right. I think again, I have a feeling this third episode when it drops is going to be pretty like, whoa, OK, things are lining up. Yeah. And I don't I didn't even check the run times on the first two episodes so far. They have felt longer. The first one felt long. The second one didn't seem as long to me. Look. But. No, I I will say overall, when it comes to the two episodes that are out, I've actually really enjoyed both of them and for various reasons. And the second episode does have a a different, much different feel than the first episode does. Um, And it's kind of nice. Like there's a lot of nostalgia touches on the second episode that I really enjoy. Um, And now I'm like, I'm really jonesing for the third episode because the second and third episode really are going to connect a lot 
because in the second episode kind of it ends well but it kind of ends on like oh well okay shit you know let's see where this goes next and so i'd like to see that kind of conclude i think that'll be good yeah the first episode was 52 minutes okay. which when you look back at that first season that's definitely longer and the second episode looks like it was 40 minutes okay so still even still compared to the first season that's Longer slightly longer runtime which is nice because again if that was a complaint i had from the first season it was just, just i did I, none of us were expecting this show to have like these kind of 30 sub 30 minute episodes right <laughs> which can be nice i'm all for shows that are 30 minutes long you know but i wasn't thinking this one was going to be that way but it, like at the same time with that being said 30 minutes of like having the story move forward Mm-hmm. Like there are plenty of sitcoms and shows that I've watched before in the past. Um, and, I'm, and I'm saying this in, in, in regards to this, and I'm not saying this to talk any type of trash, even though normally I would like Breaking Bad to me, when I watched that show, like literally there were no filler episodes that literally were there to just kind of like, oh, well, we need something because we're on, we have a 12, 12 episode commitment. We need a show to kind of help carry it along and stretch it out. That's really how I look at when it comes to some of these, you know, some of these shows or some of these sitcoms or some of these dramas where it's like you're watching it and it's like, OK, well, that was a filler episode. That's what I call them, where it's like nothing really happens until like the last minute and a half of the show. And that's to basically bleed into the next episode. And that's what we're going to watch. And maybe something will happen a little bit more exciting. The, the fact that, you know, The Mandalorian has, you know, all these little side missions and side jobs and everything like that, that aren't really carrying the story forward, in my opinion, it's more just holding it hostage and holding us hostage in regards to like continuously watching them. Uh, it just kind of annoys me and frustrates me. Like I, my buddy is a huge, huge Star Wars fan, arguably not nearly as big as, you know, us or well, maybe you or Bobby, um, David and, and Michelle even. But he and I talked to him about it. He has Disney Plus, and I'm like, "Hey, have you started watching The Mandalorian?" He's like, "Honestly, I didn't really get that much out of it the first time around, so there's really no reason for me to kind of like jump on it right now." Ooh, I'm like, wow! Like, <laughs> yeah, I know, and that's hard to hear, right? Like, right. I mean, he really and he's a huge Star Wars fan. Like, anytime the movie comes out or anything like that, he is always one of the first people to go that weekend. <clears throat> but he was just like, "I did not get that much out of the first ep- first series." And it hasn't gotten me to the point where I'm just like, dude, I, I got to watch the next episode. So it's like, there's really no reason for me to rush out and do it. Well, that just, I mean, everyone's different, I guess. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, yeah. you say he's a Star Wars fan and, but he's, I guess, not getting anything out of the Mandalorian when I, as a Star Wars fan, I would say the opposite. Like when I look at anyway, like the Disney era of Star Wars you know, not to yeah. get in, not not to, again to rehash stuff about the the new trilogy of films, but you know, I still love Force Awakens, but past that, I'm I'm good. <laughs> like I go back and yeah. I I still have random thoughts about uh, the final film, and I I more and more go, I don't know that I ever want to see it again. <laughs> like I I start to just hate it and hate it, and then I watch The Mandalorian, and I I bring this all up because even like the most recent episode, I'm watching it going god damn this is so nice like mm-hmm. this so feels like star wars and it's just like this is what i want like even if i don't get a star wars movie again for years give me star wars tv like this and i'm i'm good man like yeah be like, good to go and i get that yeah. yeah i get that no i think i think some people it's hard because like you know i kind of wonder mandalorian is very it's very like a western it plays out like a western 
movie or a Western TV show series. Everything is very, it's like a Western in space. This is what Mm -hmm. you're kind of getting, you know? And I know that storylines like that may not appeal to a lot of people. Some people are like, you know, Western movies or Western shows aren't my, my thing. And if, that is the camp they fall in. I can see them watching Mandalorian and being like, hmm, eh, it's not my thing. And it's because they have, they don't already like this kind of a genre-esque feel to it. So maybe mm-hmm. that's kind of one of the things that's happening. And that wouldn't surprise me at all. But no, I have to agree with David. Like when I watch Mandalorian, all I'm thinking is, yeah, just if you guys can give me more content like this, great. We're going to have a fabulous relationship moving forward. But if, it's, if it starts going back sideways again, I'm just gonna be like, I don't. It's just, it's very frustrating. So right now, like, mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see what's gonna happen with the Obi Wan show, show, movie, short, mini series, whatever you want to call it. Short, um, short form, short subject, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm hopeful we're gonna get some solid content like we're getting with Mandalorian. But I'll be honest, I'm trepidatious because the movies haven't done a lot for anybody, I don't think. So, yeah. Here's hoping, Disney. And to be clear, like, again, not to rehash things, but I only mentioned, I only gave kind of props to Force Awakens, Rogue One as well. In fact, if anything, I think Rogue One is probably the best thing they've put out since Disney has acquired yeah rogue one was solid no rogue, rogue one, one is solid. a yeah. solid solid film God, and if good. anything it's solid for the last 15 minutes of the fucking movie like i mean yeah. that that last 15 minutes is epic i mean i yeah for me rogue one is great really the whole way through mm-hmm. and god yeah it, that that one was done exceptionally well especially for being just a one-off like yeah. damn anyways mm-hmm. Mandalorian season so, two. It's Mandalorian out. season two is back. Fridays, the one of the few things I'm keeping up with. What um, else did we do? We watched something else. Didn't we? we did. We watched a couple of things. I'm curious, Yasha, if you watched this one. Did Did you watch the Borat sequel? Oh, that's right. <laughs> I did. You did. We watched it as well. I, did. <laughs> I forgot we watched I did. it. Yes. I did. I did. <laughs> I should I did, I did uh, it. give it its proper yeah, title, Borat's Subsequent Movie Film. Um, yeah, on Amazon as well. I say as well. We talked about the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, first, I'm going to say I actually have never seen Borat. Never saw the first movie. Which you didn't reveal until after we finished the second one. Yeah. So I was really surprised. Because I've even seen the first one. I've always really? liked Sasha Baron I Cohen. Remember. I like his humor. I, I, I've I seen all the, like, tons of clips from Borat. I get what Borat is. But I never actually <laughs> sat down and watched the movie. And I bet you if you watched the first one, you'd actually probably enjoy it. Um, I'll say, yeah. I'll go ahead and share my piece first on, the, on this one. Um, I went into it mostly like, hey, I, I know the, the kind of controversy controversy about the end of this this movie and i'm like i want to see this and to be clear i hadn't seen anything about what actually happens at the end of the movie i I know it's out there i guess and or at least descriptions of what happens is out there and i didn't read or see any of it so i was kind of going into it going okay what exactly happens with giuliani (laughs) that's that's what i was mostly going into the movie like waiting to see and then when we got there i was like holy shit (laughs) i couldn't i was a little shocked like how far that went and 
Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I didn't like, again, I didn't know. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting. Um, as for the whole movie, uh, I mean, you know, there's definitely points of the film that I enjoyed and thought were pretty funny. There's other stuff. And a friend had warned me that the movie can be pretty cringe inducing. Mm-hmm. And it is. There, there's scenes that I'm like, oh, my God, is this really happening? Like, did they really do this? Yeah. And I say that. And I also know, you know, not to say that this is like reality TV making, but kind of along those lines, like how they're accomplishing some of the stuff they're accomplishing in this movie. I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying, like, a lot of it is faked. I don't think any of it's really faked. But there are stuff that I'm like, how did, how did they... I, that, that's the movie I want to see. I want to see the behind-the-scenes movie of them making this this film. That's right. what interests me. Like, some of the stuff that happens, I'm like, I really wish I knew, like, how were they, these people approached about being on camera and what did they think was going on and... What were they told and what happened actually afterwards when Borat left the room? And that's that's the stuff I want to see because that fascinates me. Right. Um, yeah. Overall, the movie was I thought it was fine. I don't know. It was kind of it was entertaining, but I didn't find it overly funny. But yeah, to, to see the, the finale of that, it's kind of worth it because I was just that was insane. Yeah, like I've never been. I have nothing against Sasha Baron Cohen, but I would say some of his comedy hasn't hit on me the right way a lot of the times. Like that first movie, there's a lot of stuff that's it's it's just done to make you cringe and it's done to make you go, oh no, I can't, oh, train wrecky. And I don't really like that kind of humor that much. And so the first film was kind of like a, this isn't my thing kind of a movie. And the second one, honestly, overall, I, I could take it or leave it. It's kind of the same way. You know, there's some cringeworthy stuff that they forced in there to try to make it appeal to certain people. And it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I had no idea what was happening at the end of the movie. And David did. I, well, he knew that there was even Giuliani situation. I didn't even know oh, about that. I didn't even know that. <laughs> no. Wow. Remember, I don't read things. <laughs> I like to keep my life in suspense. I like Very surprises. simple. Very simple. I'm just going, so, I'm just going in there. Which is funny. I'm a book nerd, but I don't read about stuff that I'm going to see because I don't want to know. Anyways. Um, no. So it's like, yeah, the build up to this. I'm like, that scene. Oh, ooh. It's that there's a lot to unpackage there. And um, yeah. See but, what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> um, no, I'm with David. Like, I want to know how they make the how they made the first one and how they made the second one. Like, I want to know the behind the scenes of it all. And you get a glimmer of it. There's um, an interview that Sasha Baron Cohen did with um, Stephen Colbert. And he talks about like how they faked the um the armoire dresser and how there was like a, a fake backing to it and so he was in it during all that going down and he was like i'm in it and we we're gonna have a signal and i had a phone in case shit got crazy and then you know, like if we can stop things and i'd be the person that would be like whoa 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 and he's like i'm getting there and my phone is on like two percent battery <laughs> he's like and i'm locked in because there's no getting out now he's like i was stuck and he's like i had no idea what was happening and he's like i was he was like i hated it because i was nervous because i was not in control of the situation the way i wanted to be in control of the situation and he was like i was super 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 nervous 
And then finally, somebody kind of came through and like gave some kind of a signal. Like he was talking about how that whole thing went down. I was just like, dude. <laughs> and I kept saying to David, I think I said it three times in the movie. I'm like, I don't know how much this actress got paid, but she had to be paid so well for so many reasons in this film. But especially that last scene, I was like, dang. Anyways. Um, You're talking about uh, his daughter? Yeah. yeah, the actress who plays Borat's daughter. Yeah, she was she was absolutely she was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, she was she amazing. Was she was amazing. That woman, kudos, and for the things that she was willing to do, and the things that she was, all of it. So no, like, do I love the movie? No, but that it, it's worth a watch just to see that stuff unravel. It was very like, holy cow. So, anyways, no, that's my two cents. Would you Would you think, Yasha? <laughs> Uh, her name is Maria Bakalova, and she's from Bulgaria. She was awesome. Um, very small, you know, getting started. She was uh, when it comes to films, but she's mm. she is definitely probably going to get some more work as of now. She she's, was absolutely. She'll be brilliant. going places very quickly. Yeah. Um, what did I think? I mean, <laughs> there are parts of his comedy, and I I can appreciate his talent. I think he's fantastic. Um, in certain, especially when he's just acting, like, I think he's really good when he's just acting. Like if you watch the Chicago seven, he was really, really good in that. Right. Um, I saw the first one and I thought the first one was okay. I thought it was funny. It had its moments, but it did have that shock value, which is what he goes for when it comes to his comedy. And he did not sway from that in any way, shape or form for this film. I really, I actually really, I enjoyed a lot of it save maybe the one room scene uh the dancing aside from that like i didn't really need that scene there i felt like that was a little bit much but i understand kind of why he did it especially to the people that he did it to um but i i mean i thought for the most part I, i was watching it with my buddy and we were both sitting there and we were busting up through the whole thing. Like, I, I mean, we we're just like, it was cringing to the, just like, I can't believe he's going to, is he going to do this? And then like certain things where it's like, you see where the joke is going to go. Like he plants the seed and I'm like, he's not going to do, yep. That's exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. And he's talking to this person about it. Um, similar to what you're, you were saying, one of the, uh, when it comes to like him revealing how they did it, um, the one scene where he, he goes and he's talking to, the Jewish women, I'm just going to say it, that scene, he that was the only scene that was in the movie that was actually uh, staged. Those mm. women knew exactly who he was and knew exactly what he was doing. And I think that's probably because his wife is Jewish and he's, I think he's Jewish as well. Um, I think he which, is actually. Yeah, I think he's Jewish, but I know his wife is Jewish. Yeah. Um, and... I don't think he wanted to have that conversation when he went home at dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and like the too. permission to go into the synagogue alone with yeah, cameras. Um, and then also yeah. just like, if, if nobody knew the people would have thrown him out of that synagogue in a freaking heartbeat. Oh, so quickly. Yeah, no, so that's quickly. not surprising. Like you saying it's staged. just the way they, the, the women are sitting there when he walks in yeah. and it did feel a little like, yeah. yeah, it was a little. But it was a, a good scene, though. Like no, it is a good scene. Oh, and no. one of those two women is is, had passed away, didn't she? Oh, I really? So, yeah. I yeah, I think. Oh, if, terrible. Yeah, and I think if you watch the movie through the credits, there's a kind of like a 
frame still dedicated like dedicated to her or like shows a picture of her mm-hmm. yeah yeah um but i mean i enjoyed it for the most part i mean i don't think i ever really need another one will <laughs> yeah. i go back and like hey will i go back and be like hey you know what we should watch tonight fucking borat subsequent movie film like who's on board no that's never going to be a thing but it is it does make for a good story and and definitely good water cooler conversation where you're just like dude have you seen this yet like this is insane yeah and yeah just the fact that they kind of lead into the movie with him trying to go back to america and actually him being on the street and people just chasing him down Yeah, that was funny because he's dressed as borat that was fantastic and that was really fun you know, and it's like that really played to the story and to the character. Or like another one when he, when he went and he was dressed as as Trump at the uh, the yeah, Pence yeah. speech. That was like he hid in the bathroom for like twelve hours to be able to do that, like eight hours or something like that. Like I read that he he was literally just hanging out until Pence came out on stage forever and (laughs) then when he finally did like it it, it, like it definitely played and i'm surprised that he didn't get like i'm surprised he didn't get shot like i mean he did say that he was afraid at times where that he was going to get shot and you can kind of see it in some of this the films it's like he he i remember reading he said he had a bullet bulletproof vest on for some of the things because he was like, if I go out there, they're gonna kill me. Like I'm surprised (laughs) he wasn't arrested for the convention situation. I was surprised. I mean, he probably. I, know, I kind of assumed he was arrested. And just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that. I think he was, probably did get arrested. Yeah, yeah. I would. I but would was, think so. Fine. Yeah, it was fine. I enjoyed it. Um, I definitely. Yeah, there was parts of it I really did enjoy. Like that that chick that played his daughter was absolutely brilliant. She was Gosh, so was. so yeah. good. It was weird. Like she was, she did it so well. Like such a great great young actress like i really hope she she gets some some more work so yeah Yeah. oh i i think we'll be seeing her around between what the skill that she went down with in this film which she was she was really awesome as a whole just front Mm -hmm. front to end you know of her character that film um no yeah i I think we're going to see some some more stuff coming from her she was quite spectacular that was it was a really great find on his on his behalf on his on Sasha's end. Like mm-hmm. she was an excellent find. He's very lucky to have gotten that actress. Um, other thing that uh, Michelle and I saw last thing really, I guess, over the past couple of weeks, we watched The Witches, which is <laughs> on HBO Max. Looks like Yasha, you probably yep. watched it as well. Um, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you you were pretty pumped about it, Michelle. Like I guess you were a huge, huge fan of the I guess you would call it the original yeah. version of Witches. Um, yeah. I mean when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> so so the Witches is based off of a Ronald Dahl book. And um there was a movie that came out somewhere in the eighties starring Angelica Houston and um it takes place in Europe and I was a kid growing up in Europe. And so like for me, it, it really kind of stood out. It was like, Oh, they're at this really cool hotel in Europe. And like, that's how a lot of the hotels in Europe look like when you go, you're like, yeah, that's what they look like. So the situation when I was that age, cause I was the age the boy was in the film. Like for me, it, that movie skipped the crap out of me because <laughs> one, it was scary. Like they were scary witches. And two, it was just like, this could totally happen. Like, this is going to actually be real. And, like, when I was a kid, I was like, do you mean this is a, this could be a thing? Like, you know, I'm a kid. I don't know. Um, 
but it was one of those movies that like it scared me but like i love to watch it at the same time like even though it would scare me i would just kind of keep watching that movie anyway so i loved it and then i think at some point as weird as it is later down the road probably like middle school then i think i actually read the book and i actually really enjoyed the book a lot too i like a lot of ronald Dahl books um so i was looking forward to this this remake not remake but i guess just retelling of the story and I'll say, like, I, I enjoyed it. I think Anne Hathaway did a spectacular job as the the main witch, um, as the queen witch. She was excellent, I think. I think she did a really good job. I don't think you can compare her to Angelica Houston. Um, I think they both kind of stand on their own, but I think she did a really great job. Like, she was very quirky and funny. Would She would have to deliver kind of the funnier things, weird things that she would say, Um and then, like, the story itself really follows the book really well. Like, the original movie kind of, I wouldn't say drifts away. There's a lot of stuff that the original movie doesn't um, get into or doesn't show in the film that happens in the book. Well, in this one, they do have that kind of stuff happen. So you do get to get more story out of uh, this film for sure. Um, no, I actually I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. I thought it was a nice, like, up-to-date retelling of it. And I say up to date, you know, it takes place in the 60s, 70s, 70s, I think. So, you know, it's kind of like it's during a certain time period setting, but it's a it's a more modern telling of it in a way. And I I, I really liked it. I thought everybody was really great. You know, even Octavia Spencer um, and then the little boy who plays her grandson. He was really cute, really sweet. Overall, like it was just kind of a fun, fun one. You know, it was a fun telling of the story and. You know, it's funny, like, I was kind of waiting for this, there's a moment, you know, when they finally kind of, the witches kind of get their comeuppance, and I was kind of waiting for it, because I could tell, like, because we were watching it with David's kids, and they were kind of getting kind of trepidatious about the situation, and then that happened, and at first they were almost kind of scared, and then they started laughing, and I was like, there it is, there's the relief that I was waiting for because I knew it was going to happen. Like, eventually they were going to be like, oh, this is funny. And I'm like, yes. And then they started laughing and they enjoyed it. So it was uh, it was a good evening. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess, 1968 is the time oh, okay, the yeah. movie placed in. Anyway, Yasha, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to add other than what, from what Michelle just said. <laughs> I mean, so... so. It's like following Bobby when we agree so Bye. much on the film sometimes. No, it's okay. I um I enjoyed it. I thought it was fine. I mean, it was a cute little story. Um, I remember the first one. I remember the first one being a little bit more graphic for whatever reason, but maybe it was yeah. just me. Um, but um, I think it was a little bit more practical application when it came to some of the makeup opposed to the special effects and the CGI that they did this time. But that's really the only difference that I can remember. I feel like I want to go back and watch the original witches um, because I, I just to see it. Cause it's, it's been how that's being offered on Netflix because you know, HBO go is offering the new one. So they're like, okay, well we're going to put the old one up there and try to steal some people or get some of that nostalgic runtime, but it was fine. I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. Like I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I've never seen the original film. I haven't read the book, but uh, overall, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was fun. Uh, I was mostly just curious to see what my kids would think of it, mm -hmm. and they they seemed to enjoy it for the most part. Um, but uh, I I kind of didn't really know what I was getting into, and <laughs> uh, overall, I liked it. I mean, 
kind of like you just said, Yash, I don't really have much else to add. But uh, if you're looking for kind of a, you know, family-friendly movie that, yeah, if it was, if Halloween hadn't passed already, I'd recommend it as kind of a Halloween watch. But you could watch this whenever. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's on HBO Max. I liked it. It's it's a fun family film. It's a fun little family story. And does it have like some aspects that are a little scary to kids? Yeah, but there's enough of the comic relief kind of moments that occur that kind of relieves that pressure for kids. Mm-hmm. And it's scary to a point. Like it's not like the stuff of nightmares are made of. It's like, oh, whoa, that's kind of oh, it's got, that's, my walls are going up. But then there'll be like a moment of humor pretty shortly after, and they're like, okay, mm-hmm. bye. My trepidation walls are back down. Okay, everything's fine. And I think that's what I remember as a kid, kind of like it was kind of spiking up and down watching that film. Mm-hmm. And even watching it with your kids, David, like especially your little one, she was kind of up and down. There was times where she was kind of like, oh, I think I'm getting scared. This is kind of freaking me out. This is kind of freaking me out. But then like a little comedic relief kind of comes and she'd start li- laughing and giggling and then she'd be fine. So it's a, f- it's a good one for kids because I think it kind of, it's a good like scary movie introduction kind of in a way so no i i think it was really cute i think they did a really good job with it so yeah that's the witches on hbo max uh as we're wrapping things up yasha anything else you watched you wanted to talk about real quick i wanted to ask you we were talking about sasha baron cohen you it sounds like you watched the trial of the chicago seven oh yeah yeah, I, I can't I believe did. that I had the choice of two Sasha Baron Cohen films and I chose the, the Borat sequel and not the Aaron the Sorkin sequel. film. I've, I've yet to watch yeah. an Aaron Sorkin movie and it's a little weird, but it will happen. What, what did you think of it? Fantastic movie. Yeah. It was a fantastic movie. Very true to form when it comes to Sorkin great dialect uh, or dialogue i should say throughout the entire film lots going on and the fact that this is based off of a true story is really what's messed up about it um and there's a lot of it's it's so sad and so scary but it's like you sit there and you watch it's like yeah that looks like it happened just yesterday and it's something that happened back in the the 60s you know and it's just it's reinvigorated a lot of interest in like some of that era for me when it came like especially the the character that Sasha Baron Cohen um, plays like he was a comedic slash political um, activist and I was like oh I wonder what he's doing now because some of these people are still alive some of these people still work in government you know that sort of thing and I was like oh he killed himself after he wrote his first and only book and I'm like oh well now it's like kind of like got me interested it's like i kind of want to read his book or at least you know learn a little bit more about him you know it's just like some of the things that these characters are these people i should say since they're based on really real people it was really um it was really interesting what what they were going after and what they were fighting for and it's not much has changed in the retrospect of what i feel like today is sometimes but it was damn good it was a damn good movie i would definitely recommend watching it i think you'll enjoy it because i enjoyed the hell out of it it's very um, Sorkin-esque, if you would, uh, when it comes to like what I know that you like when it comes to his writing and stuff. So I don't see you not enjoying it because I enjoyed it. Yeah, I need to I need to see it like ASAP. Yeah, we're uh, slackers. Yeah. Anything else uh, you saw you wanted to talk about? Uh, real quick, I'll talk about The Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. Something just recently started with Anya Taylor-Joy. 
uh, taking the lead as Beth Harmon. And I'll just read you the IMDb uh, tidbit that they have. Orphaned at nine, prodigious, prodigious introvert Beth Harmon discovers and masters the game of chess in 1960s USA. But child stardom comes at a price. Now, I'll say this because it doesn't really give much away when it comes to if you watch the trailer, but it looks like she has a really hard time battling addiction. So that's kind of where this movie takes into account as well. And the people around her and some of the people that, you know, surround her. And it's like she's in a, in a world where it's very dominated by men, especially in the 60s, where she's supposed to play happy homemaker and just be at the house and and everything like that and and that's just not what she who she is that's not what she's about and it's you know it's not that she has a very strong personality um but she does have a very strong presence especially when it comes to being on the chessboard and the fact that she starts taking people out when she's like 11 is just it's brilliant it's brilliantly written it's just really interesting to watch it's a period piece that I think we can all appreciate sometimes when it comes to the costume decoration and the set pieces that are really fun to look at, but it's just really, really interesting story. Like they do a really good job with it. So I'm, I'm all in, we're going to finish it. And yeah. Is that a one-off like kind of season situation? I, I got the impression it was, but maybe I, I'm wrong. I think it is. Um, I started watching it. Looks it. Like it might be. Yeah, I started watching it. I've got two or three episodes in, um, and there's only like I think eight or nine. Seven. Seven. Yes. There are seven. It's yeah. pretty short because it it spans the main portion of her life. Um, and yeah, it's a it's mainly about the the the, the big thing is definitely the addiction um to drugs and alcohol and the battle that she goes through and balancing that and then being this chess prodigy and her life and her life choices and decisions that she makes um and how yeah basically everybody controls her and, and takes advantage of her but she allows that in a way because it's a means to an end for her um i'm looking forward to finishing the series because i think it's it's done extremely well I think the storyline is going really well, and I like the way they're kind of unfurling the story in a way. Um, but no, yeah, it's like you're saying, like, the set pieces are amazing, but also, like, there's moments where they kind of, in a way, get in her head and kind of showcase what she's kind of going in her head, how she how she thinks about things and how she analyzes the situation and even with the chessboard. And I think that's done really well. It projects really well as the story is kind of moving along. Um no, I'm really enjoying it. I think Anna Taylor Joy is a really great actress. I think she's 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 just going to keep doing other amazing things as she gets older. She's definitely on a on a really great ride right now of her life as far as characters she's, really she's going to get. Yeah, scripts that she's going to get. She's just going to keep building. It's it's going it's going to be good for her. This I can see you know come award series time. Yeah, she's probably going to the, the show and then she are going to get nominated for some stuff for certain. It's a good one. I'm enjoying it. I really am looking forward to yeah. finishing it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, it's so weird the different angles and the different the different directions that they take with the addiction. Because um, I almost feel like chess is her addiction as well when mm -hmm. it comes to that. And when people, I don't know if like you use word using, and I would actually you know like say something about that. I was like using it, but it's like I don't know if like 
is it using if somebody really doesn't care what you're asking for like when it comes to that like especially you know i i i know what you're talking about i don't want to give too much away here so i don't want to have this huge right. depth in conversation but it, it does it is a thinker like it is a really interesting drama and i mean i'm really digging it a lot honestly i'll probably finish it tonight like that's how i'm on episode six out of seven and if it's well, just a one-off like, yeah um you'll find this interesting i was just looking it up um alan scott is one of the writers and the creators of the show um he also wrote the original witches from 1990. oh huh. yeah fun fact kids so I just thought, fun fact kids yeah <laughs> and i think his brother scott frank and scott frank was the other writer he wrote logan out of sight with george clooney and jennifer lopez which was just a fucking terrible ass movie um but he also wrote minority <laughs> report yeah minority reports um, that's going I like when the, I liked Minority Report, but Out of Sight was absolutely trash. Like that was just a horrible. <laughs> like, Man, I feel like that yeah. needs to be a side conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I remember watching it before I was even really, really, you know. I mean, I'm into movies then. I was into movies then, but it's like I'm more into it now. And I remember watching it when I was younger, and I walked out and was like, "That was horrible! Like that was so bad." <laughs> Like it was, yeah, it was convoluted. Like, it was all over the place. It was misconstrued. It was, it like it was basically no a, it was basically a Clooney Clooney Lopez thirst trap. Yeah, I like it. Like this, like going. <laughs> and oh, I, I'm not a Lopez like, fan. Trust me. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big right. Jennifer Lopez fan, but I I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say it's been a long time since I've watched it, and I remember you know I did enjoy the movie. I didn't think it was anything spectacular to write home about, but I remember oh. enjoying it. But like looking back on it, I'm like it does kind of seem a little bit Clooney Lopez thirst trappy, but you know, it's fine. It was directed uh, by Stoddenberg. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I'm looking it up right now, but it's like and maybe I'll revisit it when I have some time. But when <laughs> I remember watching it, I was like, This is not good. Like this is not great. Well, hmm. Queen's Gambit is good. <laughs> and I, yes, I definitely going recommend back to that. what we were talking about. Yeah, 100% if um, you're looking for an engaging um, drama, like there's a lot of aspects to this show and a lot of moving pieces. Yep. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's, re, it's, it's, it's invigorated my interest in chess, that's for sure. Like, I mean, I know how to play, but it's like I'm like interested in learning about it. Like, it's just brilliant and amazing how many different, you know, moves and, you know, theories that they have for this oh, and the yeah. fact that it's been around since the seventh century i think they said or like the like it's been around forever like yeah. this game has been around since the persian empire is what they said when i was reading about it and then when it got absorbed into europe it's just spread like wildfire like this is the next best thing can you imagine having that conversation with somebody's like have you guys played this game chess? Oh my God. It's mind blowing. Like, I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Like, it's just like that kind of excitement, but it's been around forever. Like that's, what's crazy to me. And people are still trying to figure out different ways and different traps and different moves. And that kind of, they kind of dive into a lot of that with the show and it's just so damn good. Oh, I, it's, it's really good. I'm, I'm looking forward to finishing up. Um, if, if only there were, kind of an equivalent 
now it's like, man, have you played Cards Against Humanity? (laughs) There was a time when chess was like exciting for the world. And now it's like, man, if you if you've been on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. It's so great. You get to watch people just dance for like 30 seconds. The changes in our society norms. Oh my god. Yeah. Um so real okay. quick, since we're kind of on the Netflix boat, had did you watch the trailer for season four of The Crown yet? Hello. <laughs> that happened. I haven't even watched season one of yeah, the Yeah, I didn't think you had seen any of it. I didn't watch any of the crown. No. And that's not to say that I haven't wanted to, but it's like I, I've, I'm interested in watching it because I would love to, you know, kind of check into some of that because it looks fantastic, but I just I don't know. I just haven't. And I'm not about to give you shit for not watching anything. So I don't want to give you shit, dude. but I mean, Thank I you. highly you watch recommend. What you watch, man. I highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to dig himself out here. I highly yeah. recommend it. The <laughs> show is really the quick. show is is written and executed just brilliantly. But no, the 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 full trailer for season four dropped on Netflix, and I gotta tell you, because it's like we're getting into the era of uh, our lives, of really. our lives, of our you know being on this earth in <laughs> right. in, the, in the situation of the the royal family, and so it's like we're getting into this this era, and I'm just like, oh, here we go, this is gonna get it's gonna get good. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Yeah, that drops right. soon. It's this month, isn't it? Yeah, Thanksgiving week, I think. I Sorry, I can understand the high pitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, voice. I, I think only a dog. No, Thanksgiving weekend, yeah. I think it's Thanksgiving week, weekend, um, that it's it's dropping. And yeah, like, I can't wait. Like, the, the trailer's just done really well. Like, the song track they even had for it was just such a good 80s choice. And I was just like, this is so, it just, the feels, you know, this is... This is the era that we know uh, 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 in our lives. You know, this is the entrance of Diana, possibly the exit mm-hmm. of Diana. <laughs> like we're getting all of this. It's it's coming. This is the stuff that we kind of know. And I'm like, oh, I, I, I cannot wait. It's not even that far away. It's a week from today. Oh, it's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> no, I think week it's before November fifteenth, I believe. Woo! That's Wednesday, isn't oh, it? Boy. Oh, it's Sunday. Sunday. Week from today. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Sundays have been a pretty good day in the past few Sundays, in my opinion. You guys, there is some stuff that I watched. <gasps> Whoa. We have a surprise oh, it's, the, it's the creepy voice. Bobby <laughs> Jackson chiming in, coming out of oh. nowhere. We can't, I can't, we can't no. see Bobby, but we can hear him. We can hear yeah. him. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to do my setup because um, basically the reason I couldn't join earlier is because they're doing some construction work right outside my window, and it, it's really loud. So uh, there was no way I could have recorded, but it, sounds like, it seems like they just shut down for the day. So it's like, oh, maybe I can join for a few minutes. And I've been watching the whole time, but then I just joined maybe about 15 minutes ago. But you and you've been like lingering around, just creeping. He's just been waiting. Yeah. He's just uh, been buying his time. He's like, I'm going to get in there. I thought maybe that David could see like a notification or something no. if I come no. into the chat. I still just see a black. Because you never reacted. I just, yeah, I just see a black screen for your camera. So no idea. Yeah. Now I yeah. see your audio yeah. meter bouncing around. but mm. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've watched a ton. But I'm only going to talk about a couple things because... I know it's running late, but um, I watched uh, 
a whole bunch of stuff over Halloween weekend. And one thing I wanted to see is something that uh, was on my list of things I haven't seen. Uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, you and watched it. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. And uh, it's it's an it's a pretty amazing film in a lot of ways in, in the way it uh, looks at uh, mental health. And, you know, the, the thing that I pulled from it that I feel is probably controversial uh, in a hot take is I really didn't feel like Nurse Ratchet was like bad. I think she, I wouldn't say she gets a bad rap, but uh, I felt like there was no evil intent there. And I think I went into it thinking she was this big evil character and purposefully doing things in a way that just felt malicious. And really, when I saw it, it felt like she was mostly just this sort of control freak kind of person that was being pushed over the edge and, and nudged by Jack Nicholson's character a lot. And it was this game of one-upmanship. Like he wanted to disrupt her thing and then, okay, you push me this far, now I'm gonna get you back kind of thing. And there was other aspects in which she's she's not a good social worker or, or nurse in, in a conventional sense, in terms of really trying to um, help these people. But I guess I just didn't feel like she was this evil person per se. And um, I think that that goes against what I've seen because I think there was a list of top villains and she was listed as number two or three in terms of top villains. So it was just interesting because I almost just felt like she's partially a product of her time and in the way that they treated a lot of mentally ill back then and that uh, she was just part of that system. but. I didn't necessarily get the sense that um, she was super bad, other than a couple really bad things that she did um, that I felt like were inexcusable. But uh, other times it felt like she was being pushed into a, a specific way, uh, mostly by uh, Jack Nicholson's character goading her. But yeah, um, I did finally get a chance to watch it and, and, and enjoyed it. And um, the other thing that I, I started watching, and it sort of is a thing that I've really kind of come uh, up across within the last maybe week or two, is that quiet, quietly and low key, I honestly feel like HBO Max is probably my second baby favorite streaming service at this point, because there's so much I tend to watch on HBO Max if it's not on Netflix. Uh, it seems to be my go-to because there's obviously Lovecraft Country that just ended that was on there. And now a new show just started right up after that ended, which is uh, this Nicole Kidman movie, a show with uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant called oh, yeah. The Undoing. And that's pretty interesting. I've only seen the first episode. I think episode three is airing tonight. And uh, the, the real quick premise of it is that uh, she's a psychologist and he's uh, and they're married and, and he's a doctor. And um, she is living this uh, really posh life in, in upstate New York. And uh, there's, she has this circle of friends and some other uh, new female comes into their group, a young, a young mother. And uh, something ends up happening to that young mother that sort of sends everything into a spiral. 
and it gets really crazy within the like last five six minutes of the of the episode of the show that makes you wonder what's really going on here and it just becomes this sort of mystery of like what happened one uh with this uh young mother but then two what else is going on around it and it really pulled me in and i'm anxious to see where that show goes because uh it's been pretty good just within that first episode the way they set it up and nicole kibben she's like i don't know if i wouldn't say i wouldn't say she's underrated but she's been just sort of knocking it out of the park lately with a lot of different shows and stuff that she's been doing uh she may not have been doing as many movies in recent years but and as far as tv goes she's She's really been killing it. So uh, I would recommend that for anyone that's uh, into the the HBO dramas. This seems like another one in line to be one of their good ones. And, um, you know, I haven't heard too many people talking about it yet, but I, I've been I, I like this first episode. So I, I'm going to continue on with it. I've been really curious about that show. And I, I, I without even seeing this one, I have to agree with you. Like, I don't think Nicole Comense is an underrated actress. I think that for many years, she, she's had some really great roles her way. And she's had some really not great roles her way. And I think it just kind of depends on what she's in. Like, there's times she really shines. And there's times she, she just kind of fades into the background a little bit. And I think it's just mostly choice. But I will say, like... I agree with you. I think when she gets to have a role where she is like, like with big little lies, she gets to spend a lot of time in this character. She gets to really sink herself into it. And I think Mm -hmm. when she has the time to allow herself to really get deep into a character and be at, be at one with it, I think she really executes well. So I'm, I'm thinking that not that she's not, not that she's not a good film actress, but I feel like she's really shining in TV right now. And I feel like it's because she might just get a little more time to sit in with that character that she's building. So, because she's, she's a really yeah. good actress when she's, I think, allowed to have that time. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And um, the other thing that I was watching on HBO Max is, uh, as we all know, DC Universe has sort of folded into um, yeah. HBO Max and uh, will be pretty much null and void as of next year and it'll just be a comic service but uh one of the shows that i'd always wanted to watch even back when it was on dc universe um that i never had a chance to watch is uh titans and i'm about uh, four episodes into that and i've been enjoying it so far it's a it's a it to me titans has the vibe look and feel of a show that's um sits somewhere in the middle between the boys, which is on the higher end in terms of this kind of ultra violent and, you know, uh, graphic language type show of a superhero nature. And then on the lower end would be CW stuff. So this sort of fits somewhere in between those two and right sort of in the middle of that. And there's absolutely that feel and familiarity you get with some of these characters that if you've read the comics, you kind of know some of them and the look of them and and they're doing a good job of nailing the the design and look of the characters and the some of the the backstories and and what they're doing with them is slightly different but still has that um, spirit of the character enough to me to where it feels kind of fresh and not like you're just retreading what you know from the comics and so i'm really looking forward to getting 
through the first season and on into the second season because uh, one of the characters I know that comes in the second season is uh, Deathstroke and also uh, Superboy. And so I'm looking forward to that. And then uh, third season comes out next year. So they've already started leaking some of the images, promotional images from that. That's got me interested in that as well. So yeah, I'm happy to have another comic book show on that even though it's been out for a while, I hadn't seen it. So it's sort of scratching that itch for me right now. Nice. Oh yeah. I just finished it. I just watched it just a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Yeah. And Bobby's it's, it's fantastic. I was really excited for you to watch it, Bobby. It's so good. Like I'm really, I got really cracked out on it. Like I'm really excited to see what they do on the third season and, and continue watching it. It wasn't even on HBO max when I was um, watching it. I was watching it on Amazon. Like they made you buy it. Mm. Like, so now that it's offered on Amazon or HBO Max, I think that's great that they're trying to like finally fold in everything, which is what they should do. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, any quick last things, Bobby, before we wrap things up? Um, yeah. Well, really quickly, I, I will say I'm somewhere in the middle between uh, you. Michelle and Yasha when it comes to uh, this season of Mandalorian so far. Um, I do wish that the the story narrative, overall narrative was pushed a little bit more. Mostly within the second episode, I kind of had a feeling when we came back from the first episode that it would probably not be connected to where it left off. I, I just had that feeling. Uh, but I did kind of think thought that maybe the second episode would get into it. That being said, I still enjoy it. A um, little concerned that uh, uh, the child takes so much joy in eating uh, the last of a species. But uh, aside from that, I mean, I think <laughs> there's elements of it that uh, I-, I still really enjoy, especially with the-, the budget that they seem to have with this second season. It, it just looks so top notch. And um, it does. yeah, it's gorgeous. It's just a it gorgeous, really gorgeous show. And I've been really enjoying that. And then um, I think uh, aside from that, that's pretty much all I got. Nice. Well, hopefully we can all be on next weekend uh, on camera. We can uh, play, continue to play catch up with a lot of stuff we've probably watched over the past couple of weeks and then, uh, you know, move forward. Also, uh, there was a bunch of news we haven't even touched on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. There, there's still plenty to talk about. That's what happens when you take a couple weeks off. But it is what it is. I mean, it was Halloween weekend. It was. It was Halloween weekend. Were we really going to do a video? You never know. It didn't happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with that, we are going to wrap things up. Um, as always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening and watching. First of all, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, obviously you can comment down below. Uh, make sure to hit that thumbs up button if you enjoyed the show and hit subscribe. And uh, if you really want to get crazy, hit that bell icon and you can be notified whenever we post any videos or go live in the future. You can also email us at feedback at flickereffect.com or reach out to, to us on Instagram and Twitter. That is at flicker underscore effect. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening and watching.